Welcome back to episode eight of The Edge, Lure Fishing Rodcast. Sorry it's been a while. It's me again, Adam Jones, and my very good friend, Mr. Brett Davis. How are you, Brett? Very good, Adam. How are you, sir? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad, to be honest. <laughs> I'm going slightly stir-crazy. We're still in Groundhog Day, um, but we're almost, almost at the end of the tunnel, um, a week away from... The end of the river season, which makes me sad that we're still in lockdown for this period of time. But we are almost at the end of March, which means we're a glimmer of hope closer to being released from this prison that is lockdown. <laughs> so dramatic. I love it. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's looking up, though, isn't it? You know, we're near, nearly there. I mean, it is a shame to look back at the Insta stories from this time last year and, you know, seeing me with big mid threes in the hand in the company of your fine self, but we're dealing yeah. with it, aren't we? <laughs> That's just Instagram. It's just Instagram teasing just Rubbing it in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, the trout season started again. Um, I've just cracked open a, a fresh Pilsner Urquell. Um, so life's not not too bad. Yes. I'm on a, I'm on a brew dog uh, jagged edge today. That's <laughs> perfect. Not sponsored by either of those beers, but if they no. like to send them in. Feel free at any point. We can uh, we can sort that out. Just message us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, WhatsApp. Send us send us a pigeon. Any of those things will be fine. We'll yeah. take, we'll take yeah. um, the jagged edge. The little fishing broadcast. Very good. Very good. Oh wow. Ooh, right. Move I, on. I all over that. Um, so <laughs> yeah, very good speech, mate. I feel like I haven't spoken to you in about. 20 minutes um, I know. it's weird <laughs> it's, i think it's weird that we've got anything to talk about with the uh, the limited amount of fishing that's been going on but i know, I know. You know you've, uh, you've been out on the bank catching a few trout um well Absolutely. not necessarily a few trout but definitely a pretty special trout right yeah yeah well i've, I've encountered a few i think four <laughs> in three sessions um difference but, the summer isn't it oh yeah big difference you know it's uh, the the number of small fish is, well, they're just not there at the moment. They're hiding somewhere, definitely. Obviously, they are still knocking around, but uh, I haven't found any, and that's unusual for that for this river from my experience so far. Anyway, obviously, last year, I um, I didn't start fishing it until the end of the first lockdown, June. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously, it was a lot warmer then than now, and I'm noticing a big difference already in the scenery mm-hmm. as well as the behaviour of the trout, so... We'll have to see how it pans out, but obviously I did manage to winkle out that uh, that special one the other day, didn't I? <laughs> you did indeed, proper <laughs> fish. I mean, obviously <laughs> you um you lost one, which we're not. I guess we're we're just gonna gloss over that first. Um, oh well, it was just you know literally just a bump in a rod this in the rod this time. You know, I just brushed it off without even a, a second thought. But uh, obviously because there's six months left, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you haven't seen that. Please go and check out Brett's YouTube channel, um, the lost fish at the end of last season and the the sheer pain that you can actually feel through the GoPro um, is nothing short of, of absolutely hilarious. So if you get a chance, um, get on. I mean, I mean, sorry, I mean, sad and, and horrifying. I know. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you, you've, you've definitely grown in the short time that the trout have been closed. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. I'm just a stronger man now, to be fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so talk me talk me through it. What were you uh what were you throwing? Uh 
Well, I'm zoning in a 50 SP as That's I uh, as I've had pretty much all my big trout on. I've had a couple on, you know, the old countdowns, but by and large, the the big numbers of trout and the size has come to the classic zona major craft zona minnow. Oh, tasty yeah, in white. In yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that, as you know, but um, <laughs> uh, but it is an unbelievable. Look. I mean, I've I've got so much confidence, as you know, in in the zona, and yeah, they're just they're just that perfect profile, aren't they? Small, loads of movement. Yeah, uh, they don't dive too deep. You can obviously when you change it onto the singles, like like we have, that you know, you can get them kind of slow sinking as well. Yep. Nice little bit of fine tuning options there, depending on that. You know, you could even go as far as changing to like a heavier split ring if you didn't want to have a big hook on there. Yeah. So, um, but no, they are perfect for for these, especially at the moment. This river at the moment I'm fishing is uh, is running low and clear, so you can't be fishing anything that's uh, diving or sinking too much, really. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm using a, a size six on the back, on the back eye, and a size eight on the front. Yeah. And I'm getting a very, very, very gentle sink virgin on suspense. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm really enjoying it. And I like that fish the other day; it just blew my mind. You've seen the the little clip I managed to capture of it, and my reaction at the time was pretty funny, right? But yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of so that's a chunk. I can't believe it. That's the first yeah. fish of the season. How? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was 45 centimeters, wasn't it? Yeah, bang on 45 centimetres. That's uh, five or six centimetres longer than the previous Welsh PB. So, happy days and half. Fantastic. <laughs> to start yeah. the podcast with a PB. Yes. Boom. <laughs> for, for the man that's been laden with the, the Welsh lockdown, um, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Well done, oh, mate. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, weight off the shoulders, sir. <laughs> good lad. And you managed to have a couple of perch as well. Managed a couple of perch from uh, that little pond I told you about. Well, you fished the pond before. Um, I had twenty-five mile an hour winds. I yeah, it was it was horrendous that time, wasn't it? Yeah. So it you know, when I say that it's not a pleasant to be in anything other than uh, nice weather, you know exactly what I mean. So yeah. obviously the the preceding sort of three or four weeks, maybe even longer than that, we either had freezing temperatures or you know gale force winds. So. When that gap in the weather finally, you know, cropped up, then I jumped on it and it just produced. I knew they were in there. And, you know, proved well. with a couple of stunning clear water perch, you know. Yeah, absolutely love them. Over the moon with them, fair play, you know. And it took a bit of searching. I was plugging around with a with a shad after realising the bottom was really densely covered in, uh, in sort of dead weed because this pond is, you know, quite shallow for a large part of it. Yeah. Um. So searching, searching with the with the shad. I had a little knock on the shad, and swapped over. And after a couple of casts, no fish. So swapped over to creature bait. Further down, felt a solid knock, as in I felt the bottom was nice and clear. And I literally had two fish nail the lure in that small clear patch. One cast after another. <laughs> yeah, literally Amazing. Leading, leading for perch. Just leading around, you know. I'm just a carp angler at heart, and I, you know this. <laughs> it is probably the carpiest, one of the carpiest things you've done in ages. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah, you know, every time I buy a green hat, I'm thinking, is this carpy enough? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, when I say in ages, it's probably since that last photo that Darian sent me of you in your camo fleece. You know, that's that's, that's the oh, other that's good, good fleece, good fleece, solid, solid fleece. I love it, mate. Well, um. 
I've uh, I've had a couple of perch recently. Um, yes, you have. Which has I'm been perch. Which has been nice. It's still it's so hard at the moment, and I'm I'm trying to put my finger on it. I think obviously we've had some crazy weather. We've been in that kind of really high pressure, um, you know, lovely weather system, but cold winds, nice sun, kind of yeah. can't make up its mind type weather for couple of weeks now and i think that's making it difficult i think yeah. the the angling pressure and all of the places that we're fishing all of us um you know because if i you know this time last year i go out you know you were there quite a lot of the times if i saw like to be fair i'm pretty sure between the end of december until now so the last couple of weeks of the season everywhere gets a little bit crazy but i'd be surprised if i saw more than two perch anglers um, yeah and then I reckon maybe five or six course anglers across that whole time. Yeah. And now, if if I don't go out and see three, I'm surprised per session. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. People are out on the bank, but it it is making the fishing difficult. I mean, obviously, couple that with the weather, couple with with all of the other things that are going on, especially lure fishing, where they are just seeing pieces of plastic all day long um it becomes pretty brutal and there's been you know times that i've walked past bait fishermen um who are still managing to to kind of winkle winkle more out i would say on a bit more of a regular basis in a few of the spots that for me at the moment are literally just not producing um which is great to see because obviously you know the fish are there they're just keeping their head down they're you know very very selective about what they're taking um so, you know, come next season when pressure goes the other way in terms of angling pressure, I, I'm sure that everywhere that we're fishing will go back to, to what we, you know, or the potential that we know that exists. Um, I've had so many questions. I don't know whether you've had the same of people saying, like, I'm going out all the time. I'm going down to my local canal. I'm fishing, you know, tried and tested methods, be that the Ned, be that Shads, whatever. Um, and I'm just not catching fish. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going there as well, man. I mean, I... I've done it not on canals, but you know, and I mean the trout at the moment. The trout they've had no pressure. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen one. Yeah, it's true. But, it's I just think, the weather, man. It's just the weather, man. I think you're probably right. It is. It's um, there's there's something in it. I think there's I think there's going to be changes, and I think as things as people, the problem is at the moment for the most part we're all free at the same time to go and exactly. Do- this stuff at the same time and uh, yeah you know come back to normal land and we'll be able to stagger all of our our fishing escapades and it will make a lot of the kind of the lure fishing sessions easier i, I did have um i can't remember who i was speaking to but there was a guy that messaged me on instagram asking a question you know i've got all of these lures and i'm going down my local i've been going all the time i'm not really catching fish um first thing i said to him was obviously the weather second thing i said to him was obviously think about the angling pressure. And the third thing I said, which again, it's only when you start thinking through these answers that it starts coming to you and you get some more clarity on it is decide what you're going to fish, be that session by session, um, you know, species by species, whatever it is, you know, obviously in, in my experience and your experience, a lot of the time, this time of year, I've, I've pinned my, my hopes to skirted jigs, to ned rigs, to green yeah. baits, to stick baits, to, you know, slow bottom baits. Um, yeah. 
and we could have done the opposite. We could have, you know, well, not necessarily the opposite, but we could be doing a similar thing fishing shads. We could do yeah. a similar thing fishing the drop shot. We could be doing a similar thing using suspending cranks. cranks. Um, yeah. yeah. Northman and, and Ben um, are doing, you know, really, really well using those at the moment. But I think the key, and correct me if you think there's any different, is to pick something, pick a few select colors, yeah, and stick to it. Oh man, I couldn't have uh, couldn't have heard about myself, man. I mean, you you know me. I've got three, probably three patterns in a few colors that I'll use, and I won't really look at much more than that in one session. You know, I'll I'll pretty much dedicate myself to one method. You remember that session where I just stuck to fishing crank, but I uh, uh, sorry chat baits throughout the whole day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did they throw up at the end? That stunning perch from that little swim. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. true. And you know, I I thought it was I thought it was gonna be a pike and what was it? That was a stunning fish, man. It really was, yeah. And I think that's that is it. That it sums it up, doesn't it? You know, find something, you know, all of these methods work. Um, and they work for different fish. Do you know, if if you're thinking about going back to that 3D fishing concept that we talk about constantly, but we introduced in episode one or two, way yeah. at the beginning of the the broadcast, um Thanks for sticking with us this long. Just to just to clarify, we do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, big thanks, big. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, just surprised you're not finding us annoying yet. Um, but uh, <laughs> but even yeah. I I find myself annoying. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think you know if you think about that 3D fishing concept, and you've got you know your say six foot water column, you're going to have fish in that water column all the way from the top to the bottom. Most times a year, they're going to be top to bottom but they're going to be percentage wise in different places based on different water um, kind of conditions and pressures and whatever. Yeah. So, and even, you know, even from swim to swim, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. You've got certain, yeah, exa- certain things on the bottom that might mean that they're going to sit higher. You might have a, a sunken kind of brush pile trees or whatever that mean yeah. that fish are sitting on the top of that. Um, you could have, you know, nice clean bottom with some reeds either side. That means you're probably going to have the fish down on the bottom Obviously, if it's cold, you're going to have more of the fish on the bottom. You know, if you're looking at 100% at the moment, I would say in the river that I'm fishing, you're probably 60% of the fish are right down on the bottom. And yeah. the rest of them are kind of staggered up through the, the water column. So if you pick a method that's fishing in, in an area, then think, right, okay, 60% of the fish is on the bottom. So I'm going to be fishing slower. I'm going to be trying to keep things down lower. Um suspending deep diving crankbaits um jig heads on your shads that maybe are weedless that you can then bounce and and lift and drop in that bottom bit and then obviously your ned rigs but yeah pick that column pick the method it doesn't have to be neds doesn't have to be drop shot doesn't have to be be whatever you want it to be pick it for a reason like we said 60 percent of the fish are on the bottom so pick something that's down in that bottom half and then stick to maybe two colors um yeah in my and work it just yeah. work it <laughs> just keep keep working it um because <laughs> otherwise you're, you're just going to be it's like that classic lottery scenario isn't it it's just all you know a gambling scenario if, if you keep chopping tables when you're out yeah. when you're out in the casino you might not get where you want to be if you're on the same table it's it's you know you've really got to stick you've really got to stick to it haven't you yeah, I mean, there was a there was a story lately of that um, that girl who changed her lottery numbers or didn't do a lottery number for a, for the weekend ended up missing out on a on a lottery win. Right, right, oh. you know that? Oh. <laughs> the exact numbers came up. 
no. Yeah, yeah. so no, don't no. don't change your liver color because then your numbers might come up. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, <laughs> if you're 50 with one color, change it. But if you're not, <laughs> don't change it. How do I know I'm fishing the wrong color? I don't know. Just, <laughs> just try. Um, but no, it's 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 a it was an interesting question, and I thought you know kind of summed it up quite nicely. So even though these places have been hard, I've been sticking to my guns on kind of methods, colors. You know, like I said, generally skirted um, or neds with various colors and different size profiles of creature baits, stick baits, and you know the bugs mm-hmm. type scenario from from z-man and and beyond um had you know a really good session on a smaller skirted football jig today that i picked up from Todber from kitech um yeah you know fished obviously the big z-man cross-eyes jigs you know all of those things but all variations on a theme low and slow obviously this time of year and sticking with it and there's a swim that i've been to you know i don't fish at the beginning of the season i know it's going to switch on when they come to spawn it is where they spawn they do it every year. Um, I was starting to question <laughs> whether or not they do do it every year um, because I just kept turning up and I just kept blanking. Um, and, you know, this is the other thing that, you know, there's a few guys that I've started to meet on my locals that have only just got into it. Um, and it's brilliant that they're getting into it, but they sit on a spot, fish them, their method, Neds, for example, and they will stand there for three hours throwing nets, and then they'll go home. And then I'll come back to the same spot and stand there for three hours throwing nets, and then I'll go home. And they'll come back to the same spot, throw nets for three hours. Now, you will catch them doing that, but you will also 100% kill the swim. You will make every single fish in that swim know exactly what that lure is um, and know exactly that it's not food. Do you know, every now and again, they'll step yeah. up, but for the most part, you're desensitizing those fish in my in, in my experience to those bits of plastic and i know you you think similar to this but i will do four or five casts maybe 10 casts in a place that i know is really good if it doesn't produce on that day i just move to the next one and if yeah. it doesn't on that day I'm, i might go back later on in the day and have another 10 casts and it might not work again i'll go back to a different spot and i think with this to stay successful and to keep catching those fish you've got to keep moving. You've got to keep, even if it's a a stock set of spots in your local area that are, you know, eight spots on your, I don't know, four mile section of canal, let's say, um, go through all of them. Don't just go back to the same one. Oh, I caught one here before. You will catch them, but you'll also completely bugger it up for yourself yeah um and you you have to get cuter and cuter and cuter to be able yeah. to start getting those fish to um to feed to the point where you'll go back like i have and you'll see you know some old guy on a pole catching them on on lobworm and yeah. you'll you'll cry a little bit inside because you know that yeah they've just got a little bit too used to uh, to the lures um yeah we had so, this conversation the other day right yeah exactly it's it's it's, <laughs> it's only yeah. Uh, only so many times they can see that bit of plastic, as you've said so many times before they wise up to it, and they're always going to respond to the electrical signals that something actually alive um, puts out, right? Yeah. So 100%. that lot, that little lobworm's always going to catch. Whereas, hey, that's just an inanimate piece of plastic. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Ta-da. Oh, there's the lob. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Well, it's like it's like we joked about, it, didn't we? But you know, how many times we will never know because we can't see them, but. 
how many times did a dead piece of reed that's uh, 2.5 inches um, long, <laughs> exactly the same size as a Ned, and dark in colour, looks a little bit like uh, motor oil, um, rolling down, <laughs> rolling down the river um, in the flow. How many times does a perch smash that? <laughs> probably, they probably do it once, yeah. and then they they know the next time, right? And they go. I mean, I, it undoubtedly it. happens because how do they investigate stuff? They pick it up in their mouth, right? I mean, I bet a lot of the time that's how we end up catching these fish is just because they want a little feel of it in their gob, <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. And I think so. Yeah. It's that combination of obviously. You know we're animating a lure, so they're going to come at it. But also they've got yeah. to investigate it. So if we keep giving them the same thing to investigate, we're naturally going to get less investigations. And you know, yeah. as the season's yeah. gone on, I've also noticed the bites to get less and less confident. Um, you know, we spoke about it today. That kind of bite where you're just pulling it along, and then next thing it's just slightly heavier and a little tiny kick, and you've got a fish on the end. You know, it's like where yeah. it's, it's almost just slurped it. It's not attacked it. It just wanted to double check what it is. Um, yeah. And again, it's just desensitizing to, to those lures. So in that situation, to, to completely contradict what I just said about sticking with it, change. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no point in changing for change's sake, though, is there? Correct. If you're catching on a lure, never change. Yeah, correct. <laughs> This is correct. <laughs> or if, if the change has to be move spots yeah, and continue do that. fishing the same method, then do that. But yeah. the, a change has to happen. So um, so anyway, <laughs> so I, I kept dropping into this spot, you know, five or ten casts, five or ten casts. Um, and obviously pre-lockdown, we, we both found them further down um, the river. You found them in a completely innocuous piece of water that, you know, they've obviously been pressured into from the the other less um the other more obvious bits that they usually sit in and uh, yeah. we had a couple of really good sessions and then obviously we didn't really see them again um and uh and they've you know i thought they weren't going to move up if i'm honest i thought that all of the pressure meant that they were going to find somewhere else to go and uh every time i go there i didn't really feel that confident and it's a little bit of a potch to go and fish it you've got to you know kind of walk around and climb over the styles and whatever it's it it could be it, it could be very easy to not bother but yeah every time i go five or ten casts every time i blank back through the fence back over the style back down to where <laughs> i was gonna go anyway um saying to myself you're an idiot um and uh anyway so i, I kind of turned up really really nice sunrise early in the morning um straight down to to the slack first kind of three or four cast kind of working my way from right to left nothing again um and don't know what really kind of pushed me to do it but there's just a little bit further left than i would usually go in the slack i just kind of placed one out into the flow brought it back into the slack really solid hit kind of set the hook the the rod just the bfs custom which is as you know slightly lighter than say the days or the msx that i'd usually use just doubled over yeah and obviously i was surprised that i'd got a bite first and foremost so i'm playing this fish in there's like kind of near side probably three foot undercut reeds right in front of you so the whole time i'm just worried about it going into reeds i'm kind of messing around with the net um obviously a big fish but you know it's like we kind of don't really pressure them in kind of took the pressure off the rod kept the kept the pressure but wasn't really kind of horsing it in nice and yeah. low and then lifted it up it did one turn on the top i've got a good bit of footage of it i didn't even see the turn 
it went straight in the reeds like i was kind of terrified that it would um and then lifted it up kind of out of the reeds had to kind of force it a little bit slipped it into the side of the net again couldn't really see it go in the net because the reeds were in the way and uh and then picked up the net and you can almost hear that i'm going to put the footage out soon probably over the next week or so i might wait till the uh till the season closes so that people don't kill me for kind of showing where it is the guys that are still down there but you know kind of lifted it up and was immediately shocked at how large it was it was instantaneously four pounds when i when i picked the net up um, yeah and i'm in the in the footage going oh wow that's that's big that's really big that's oh wow oh wow that's oh, four pounds that's oh, wow. four pounds yeah <laughs> and, and so exactly it that's exactly what happened um and uh, <laughs> so i um i kind of put it on the map gave it away um gave it a measure it was just a gnats under 48 centimeters which is the longest um perch i've had out of the system um and a pb equaling four pound seven ounces um which just blew my mind to be honest it was one of those moments where i don't think i could, I could get my head around kind of computing both numbers at the same time obviously i was super excited about how long it was it was yeah yeah it was massive but slightly <laughs> disappointed it wasn't more than four seven but at the same time it's four seven and i couldn't you know it was just an unbelievable experience so i kind of rested it right in the side kind of was getting my camera and all the mat out so i'll just have one more cast threw it straight back over the same swim um <laughs> almost again three or four bounces in three pound 12 that into the net the hook came out whilst it was in the net so i left the net where it was put one more cast over the top and had a kind of two eleven two twelve um in three casts so it was yeah. a an absolutely crazy session and again just kind of goes to show that if you keep a log in your mind or physically where you were catching things when you were catching things they are habitual and they will come back and i would never have even known that that place was going to produce if it wasn't for the fact that it did last year and the year before so it's um it's kind of i guess one of those ones to, to bear in mind when you're when you're looking at spots and then i went back the day after and had another three pound twelve um so yeah it went it was quite good <laughs> yes yeah yeah absolutely. yeah Just, uh, absolutely. yeah unreal yeah 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 it's I'm, um i'm not even not even jealous <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm jealous i'm jealous just in case none of you guys uh sense my sarcasm then i'm, I'm jealous <laughs> i can i can feel it through the phone when i'm telling you about it. Um, no man it's uh just top dangling in it you know i, yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less another another four pound perch what's that four in total or five five in total three oh. three since september um oh and i just want to shave my head <laughs> i mean come on. <laughs> come on give me a break sam sam was saying i was like three since september and obviously that blows my mind but i've had two 315s as well so it's so before then. almost five fours um two ounces <laughs> away from five fours which yeah is it is crazy and i mean we're never going to have the opportunity that we've had to fish our local spots like we have this year and no i feel like i've definitely been a product of being able to to make the most of that this year um yeah so, yeah, yeah no, i think a lot a lot of people are the same and they i mean uh, i think wood said something to me the other day in a similar vein you know if it's been a godsend being able to fish these local waters as much as we have and you know 
obviously I can't get on board with that because I've got pretty poor fishing around me. But you know, I enjoy the sentiment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only, the only niggle in the background is obviously phoning you afterwards and having to tell you and know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, well done, man. Well done. And my voice is breaking because I'm so upset. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is why I know you've grown so much this year versus last bout season because I, I feel just so much pressure. Um, so, uh, oh, quickly, before I forget, talking of perch, um, I was very kindly asked by Jamie at the Angling Trust to put a, per- a day's perch fishing into their fundraising auction this year, um, which I've done on lot number 99. You can go and bid for a day's perch fishing for two people. Um, and yeah, just to let you know, I said I would mention it. So I have. Um, and if you want to put some money, it's all going towards the Angling Trust. It all goes fundraising for them. Um, and yeah, I just thought it's something quite nice to do. If you want to come out for some fishing, try and find some big perch. We can do it whenever. Um, then go and have a little look at the Angling Trust. That is the advert for the middle of this podcast over uh, that's cool that's that's cool man it's uh it's very kind of you you know and but you know just to warn you guys i won't be there <laughs> <laughs> uh, no you're you're coming you're coming there's no ways about it. this is um i haven't told you about that part but uh, but yeah no you are um what are you on about as soon as you're let out of your house you'll be with me every single weekend without fail it's just it's a ridiculous thing to say you won't be there you literally be there um <laughs> so um what was i going to say what was, what was the next thing i was going to say i've lost my tra- my train of thought after my uh my rather shoe warned in um yeah you just bomb burst in, into that didn't you yeah I, I, i've lost i'm completely i don't know i don't know what to say after that it's, it's ridiculous oh <sighs> um first thing i wanted to say was robbie northman's seven pound ten lurkor chub Oh, well, Robbie knows that I love that chub. I mean, uh, I've known Robbie for a little while now. I think he was uh, at my first lure weekend in the Ang- in Angler's Paradise and uh, right. met him then. What a sound guy. He deserves that chub, man. What? I mean, so I was talking to him about it um, the other day on Instagram. He's had, he's had another really special fish, which I'm sure he will, uh, which he will share at some point. But, you know, he's, he's catching some serious, serious lumps. And um, yeah. he's had three seven pound chub on lures. <laughs> that is oh, man. staggering staggering fishing um so yeah fair play it's... fair play robbie that's um well round of applause that's me clapping um that's me clapping as well there's uh the other thing that's going on at the moment is it hasn't come out yet so you heard it here first but in fact brett <laughs> is the one that's decided this is happening so let's let's wait and see but there may or may not be a four pound roach in the angling times tomorrow I well, you know, I saw it online, so it must be true. Right? Oh, that is, um, <laughs> that's a big roach. That, oh. that is a knee shaker of a roach. Um, yeah, I mean, you you were nearly crying after that two pound twelve. So imagine what you'd be like after a four. Just man. just <laughs> saying it makes me feel physically sick. Um, already tearing up. Isn't it? Oh, what a <laughs> stupid sounding fish. So anyway, so that might happen tomorrow. It might not. If it doesn't happen, Brett made it up. It's all Brett's fault. Blame me. Yeah. I, yeah, that's fine. I that's fine. Will. Um, I'll take it on the chin. <laughs> so uh, end of the season's coming up. Weather's yep. changing tomorrow. Pressure's going low. Wind is kicking up. Rain is coming. 
as is classic for the end of the season. It wouldn't be the end of the season if uh, if there wasn't some rain and some kind of wind and some weather to challenge things. But I think that's a great bit of news for the end of the river season. I think a little bit of water, a little bit of low pressure. Um, obviously, there is some 40 mile an hour winds. Let's just move past that and hope they don't <laughs> stick around. Don't stick around too long. But um, there's there's a chance of a few fish, isn't there? Yeah, big time. Big time. Well, yeah, two fish for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to spat my beer out then. And you, obviously. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wish, they had, wish they had stripes instead of spots. <laughs> so you're going trout, 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 trout. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, there's no end of season novelty there, is it? I've just got months to do it now, so there's no there's no drama like you're on full you're on full season now rather than the opposite. I'm just I, I'm just kicking back really. Yeah, kicking back, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some beeble outside of the school. Um which which is great. Um <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna continue with my barbel saga, which is a saga at the moment, yeah. because I'm on I'm on session six. Um very uneventful saga. We like yeah. Dogs. Currently, no marble to report. Um, there was a guy that actually <laughs> openly laughed at me in the tackle shop when I said I was. <laughs> he did, he's literally just just spluttered very uncovidly in my direction, and I was like, ah, oh, "This is." Um, I just imagine you dodging. I'm like uh, like Neo from the Matrix. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You just kind of yeah. It was like marble. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to find one. Um, so I'm pretty convinced I've had a run. I can't remember whether we haven't spoken about this on, on here, have we? So I'm first section no. out, screaming run, set the hook, um, big weight, uh, and then the hook pulled pretty much instantaneously afterwards. Um, yeah. But it was a great run, tore off. Um, literally, just as the sun is about to disappear, there's like half an hour, all the bites come in the same half an hour. Um, so yeah, first day, I had this run and thought, this is this is it. Um, I was out with Adam. I was using Adam's rods and reels, and yeah. had this run instantaneously. Went right. That's it. I'm buying some bait runners. So I went home and bought two four thousand size Shimano bait runners, um, <laughs> and and I've been on five sessions since with zero barbel to report. I have had two chub over five pounds now. Um, a big four. Uh, Sam has has been for a session as well he had his pb chub um but again like i said we could call this the chub saga um with barbel thrown in but this isn't the chub saga this is the barbel saga and so i'm hoping that i'm going to find a barbel over the next kind of like five or six days and i think the weather is there to do it so if they are there and i know there is a couple in the in this haystack um then I'm hoping I'm going to find one of those. So you're going to go trout, trout, trout. I'm going to go barbel in the evening and just try and find another big perch towards the end of the season. Um, but to be honest, if I don't find a perch, then I, I'll I'll be fine with that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've made my peace with not catching another river stripey before the end of uh, of the season now. Yeah. I'm just like I've said to you a couple of times, I'm just thankful that I cleared out that shoal in December. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, it does bring a slight tear to my eye that you're not going to get another one. And I, I feel like I've I've caught a few for you as well. Just to, it just Does it make you feel any better? It, it does, actually, to be fair. You know, I mean, uh, I've definitely lived vicariously through you a few times. 
Um, I mean, obviously, that it doesn't compare to actually having a four in my hands. <laughs> well, to be fair, it just it just drags the um, it just drags the haircut slightly further down the line, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. So, um, and, you, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not scared about shaving my hair, by the way. Just so you know. We'll see. We'll see when when it happens. Um, we'll see. We'll see. You know, you might not have a job afterwards. We don't know how they're going to react, do they? It's not how you feel, Brett. There's there's, there's bigger things at play. What's your mum going to say? All sorts of stuff that could happen. Um, I'll just lie and say someone shared my head while I was sleeping. Uh, yeah, go with that one. But that's fine because I will then send them all of the Instagram messages uh, about, yeah. about that. Um, so quick one before we go. So. Big um, topic in the Angling Times last week, I believe it was, Xander, hot topic, um, and obviously the electro-fishing campaign that's going on and 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 you know, taking out lots of Xander and selling them at Billingsgate, from what I understand, and pissing off every other fish in the system as well from what i've seen to, to for a lot of these places that get xander electro fish they tend to take out a lot of the big xander they tend to leave a lot of the small xander behind the small xander eat everything um they don't have the big xander to eat the small xander so it, it's kind of a bit of a perpetuating cycle um they've talked about a xander safe zone um in the midlands canal region which i think is is a um a kind of brilliant abstract concept um for yeah. the Xander kind of stuck in two locks and if they go any further, you know, stop, who goes there? This is not the Xander safe zone. It kind of it seems yeah. a bit ludicrous to me. But it's it's, it's a, bit of a novel idea, yeah, isn't it? Uh, hopefully yeah. it's the first step to the just Xander rather than safe zone. Um a safe and zone. then just get yeah. on with it and let them kind of naturalize as they've been here. You know, they've been here longer than we have, me and you. Um, they've been here a long yeah. time. Um, and uh, I certainly don't feel like I'm an invasive species. So there's, you know, swings and roundabouts. But um, I think if they do naturalise, like we've seen in the Trent, the Severn, and lots of other big rivers, that can actually lead to really nice, healthy um, fish populations. We see huge barbel, roach, chub, dace in, in these areas. They're not all getting pillaged by, by Xander. Nope. Um I would argue that they're under a lot more uh, danger of getting pillaged by things like wells, catfish, cormorants, otters, yeah, yeah. all of the other stuff that goes with it. Um, what do you think, Brett Meister General, about uh, Xander zapping? And do you think we're going in the right direction? Um, I hope we're going in the right direction. I mean, you know, moving away from zapping them is obviously the right direction. Um I think it's just I think it's just a falsehood that that they cause so much damage to ecosystems. I mean, you just look at the Netherlands. There's massive pike, perch, every other species. I mean, you know, I've I've course fished in Holland, and I mean, I didn't have the the holiday my my father did, but he had some massive bags of bream over there. Yeah. Um. You know, and you know they they're they're a skimmer at some stage of their life, and if Xander eat, are eating every silverfish then you know those uh, those skimmers wouldn't grow the size that they obviously were in that system so you know i just think it just needs to stop <laughs> you know it's just it's wrong it's wrong that they're profiting out of these fish as well i think that's uh, a right a right kick in the in the nuts for you know pleasure anglers who love catching them it's just unfair in my book yeah i think um i think you're right and i think 
you know, fundamentally what we've got to look at is the Xander and all predators will eat the weakest versions of things that they eat. So that means you're going to get left with a much stronger population of the fish that are left. Um, yeah. It is by its very nature, not in their interest to eat everything um, because then they will have nothing left to eat um, and then they will die. So, yeah. you know, nature finds a way, I guess, is is the thing. Um, yeah. Well, Jurassic Park. There we are. Well Thank done. you very much. Um, yeah. I, knew you'd, I knew you'd find it. And um, yeah. I think that personally, the damage that I've seen from the places that get electrofished regularly, um, you know, some of those fisheries are just like, if, if you were a roach, you would be completely fried, you know, just so pissed off and confused <laughs> and, you know, just it's not good it's not good so i think a step in that in yeah. that direction would be would be awesome um i think we'll end up with healthier fisheries for it it'll be very interesting to see what happens with these safe zones and you know i guess the proof will be in the pudding as to what happens in those places um in terms of their silverfish populations and being able to hold matches again and you know all of these things but it does feel like you know like they used to vilify the pike um maybe we're starting to do the same with Xander and I don't think you'd find one person that says that pike populations are are the problem with with fish stocks so um so yeah no not anymore anyway he used to be quite a common uh common thought right but obviously people have wised up now as they need to with Xander yeah exactly <laughs> I fully agree and I think it's a fair place to the angling times bringing it up and I think you know there is a there is a balanced reasoned conversation to be had um but with the EA the Calibre Trust with anglers um, and, you know, with the, with the kind of health of the Xander in mind as well, you know, I think we've got to start realizing that just taking them out is not necessarily the best thing for the whole ecosystem as well. Um, so it's good to see that that conversation is moving forward. So there is our kind of yeah. serious, serious thought of the week. Um, and yeah. final... you've had it once, it's never happening again. Okay. <laughs> I said it's happened once. It's never happened again. This serious stuff. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a bit weird because you get to the end of it, it's like don't really know where to go from here. Um, yeah, the yeah. only place to to go is the now classic feature of uh, lure of the week. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> talk to me about your lure of the week, Brett. Um, for me, I think it has to be the the zone of minnow. Yeah. Midcraft zone, you know, 50 SP. 50 SP. You know, I would go so far and say that's that. one of the trout lures of the century. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, a hell of a, it's a hell of a thing. Um, so, yeah. The zone amino 50 SP, we salute you. We salute you with all our might. 10 gun salute. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and I think my lure of the week, to be fair, is the um, football jig from Kitek. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Nice big skirt, interesting profile on the weight. Low profile, heavy, um, slightly thicker gauge hook gives a bit of an option from my usual skirted neds. Um, yeah. Again, just a nice extra skirted jig to have in the armory. If you don't want to go all the way up to a cross size jig, Z-Man one, um, and you don't want to fish the kind of slightly uh, finer gauge hook that the skirted neds give you, um, a little bit of a different profile in the football jig, I think a really cool addition and um i had three perch on it first session tonight first time out the packet first five casts three fish all kind of mid to big twos um 
So that is quite literally my lure of the week because they're the only fish that I've caught this week. So, um, <laughs> so it's the, it's the one that qualifies. Yeah, well it's done. Essentially, yeah, it's the only qualifier. Um, they do look nice though, and I will be uh, I will be partaking in the future. Yeah, definitely worth. And like I said, there's there's loads of different weight options. The skirts are lovely. The perfect profile for the bugs, that type of thing. The the small crazy flappers, things like that. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting extra to my jig box. Something else for me to uh, to purchase as time goes on, um, <laughs> as is always the way. But um, I guess that is the end of this podcast. Um, is there anything else from you, Brett? Um, other than thanks very much for coming back all these uh, on all these occasions, guys. You know, it's humbling, I would say. What do you think? It is It is humbling, and we are having a lot of fun talking um, through bits and bobs. I think it's great It's great to kind of articulate some of the thought processes and, you know, like we were saying earlier on about sticking with lures, and it's only through talking about these things, and that's the, what I've always said from the very beginning with Instagram and, you know, subsequently YouTube and Facebook is that we're all sharing thought processes. Even the questions help us you know solidify thought processes so um 100%. i guess thank you for giving us the chance to have these conversations we would be having them anyway um brett, <laughs> brett gets annoyed with me uh, on a daily basis when we're just you know we're just constantly buzzing each other even at work <laughs> i will be i will be in a in a clinic in a hospital with some patients brett's trying to phone me he'll be uh, trying to surprise and purchase some cars and i'm phoning him so it's you know it's it's the way that it's the way that we roll um but thank you so much for coming back for another episode like i said this is episode number eight of the edge the lure fishing broadcast we will keep going as long as you're enjoying them we hope you have a great week we hope that you get out um, and find a few fish towards the end of the river season if you haven't and like brett you've got some trout to go after i hope that you find um some lumps um, and we'll see you next time, right, Brett? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks very much for tuning in, folks. And uh, look forward to the next one, Adam Boy. Can't wait, mate. Can't wait. Take care and um, <laughs> keep you posted on the trout hunt. I will. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks.